Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am your host, Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Becky. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about this book with you tonight, today. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. It has been... Um, so it released in July and even before July, people were saying, you're going to want to read this. You're going to want to read this. And I put it off. It's one of those books where you're afraid that it's not going to live up because I've had happen so much recently. It's not going to live up to the hype that everybody wants it to live up to. And then I'm going to be sad. But this one held up. It totally held up. Okay. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing After Hours on Milagro Street by Angelina M. Lopez. Did I say that right? We're going gonna, gonna to screw this up. Anyway. I think Milagro. Milagro. Okay. Lindsay, just the synopsis <laughs> from Goodreads. <laughs> Guapo Pobrecito, her grandmother calls him, the poor handsome man. Professor Jeremiah Post, the poor handsome man, is in fact standing in the way of Alejandra Alex Torres, turning Loretta's, her grandmother's bar, into a viable business. The hot brainiac who sleeps in one of the upstairs tenants' rooms already has all of her Mexican-American family's admiration. She won't let him have the bar and building she needs to resurrect her career, too. Alex, blowing into town, has rocked Jeremiah to his mild-mannered core, but the large, boisterous Torres clan is everything he never had. He doesn't believe Alex has the best interest of her family, their community, or the bar's legacy in mind. To protect all three, he'll stand up to the tough and tattooed bartender with whom he now shares a bedroom wall and resist the insta-lust they both feel. But when an old enemy threatens Loretta's and the surrounding neighborhood, Alex and Jeremiah must combine forces. It will take her might and his mind to save the home they both desperately need. Sparks fly and tempers flare in this passionate, unputdownable rivals to, rivals to lovers romance that launches a sizzling new series. Lopez seamlessly blends high heat romance with discussions of Alex's heritage and the fascinating history of 19th century Mexican immigrants to the Kansas Plains. This is a treasure. Publishers Weekly starred review. Um, so this released uh, July 26th of 2020, um, small town foodie romance, because she is a bartender, um, real bodied heroine, opposites attract, um, put out percentage is 4%, super steamy. Um, I would like to say to um, Carolina, or to Carolina, to Ophelia and Gloria for um recommending we read this book i'm trying to get carolina to read it that's why like like i want carolina to read this um it is i did the audio i think you did the audio also like i did a hybrid but you did audio also it was read by narrator stacy gonzalez and content trigger warning there is some dubious consent and the very first steamy um, interaction. Can we talk about that yet? Yeah, we totally. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the meet cute. Oh, the only other thing I will say is this is a very gorgeous uh, illustrated cover. 
and it is not a rom-com. There are some funny moments in this book, but this is not a funny book. There are some heavy, heavy topics in this book. That is true. Okay, so let's <laughs> talk about meat cutes to end all meat cutes. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't exactly a meat cute. It was like, so the building they're in is haunted and she's stumbling into the building in the middle of the night and it's her family's bar her family's bar she's driven from chicago to the town in kansas that is her hometown um because she's lost her job and she's come up with this plan to buy her grandmother's bar with her sisters so she enters the bar the building is haunted and she thinks that jeremiah is a ghost she thinks she's made him up a really hot ghost <laughs> well and jeremiah is not 100 percent awake and he thinks he's <laughs> dreaming that they're together that like she's that this part he thinks he's in a dream yeah so once they figure out that he's not a ghost and he's still kind of in his dream state they you know immediately do the deed like immediately immediately like there's it is not hot in my opinion it is like they're two lusty humans it was down and dirty spicy it was it was very much so but i love it because like it was not like so much in romance you see like the perfect sex and it wasn't no it was not like off the charts chemistry and everything is so perfect and it was just like so realistic it was like oh two people who really like like are attracted to each other and they just do it well and exactly what they feel in the moment and it sets the tone for their relationship because boy have two people people ever fought against their attraction for each other it is alex and jeremiah like they tried not to want each other Mostly Alex tried not to want Jeremiah. Um, but she just, her attraction to him was unrelenting. And there are some scenes where, because they share a common wall upstairs in the border rooms and the tenant rooms, where she talks about, like, shaking the bed <laughs> while he's laying in the next room and trying to be quiet so he doesn't hear her. But they're like beds butt up against the wall where they are. I almost wonder if that was like intentional. Like the setup of that from her family. I mean, they just love him so much. Like she comes home. She like, they're happy to have her home, but they also kind of treat like they kind of treat her when she gets home. Like she, they kind of treat her like she's a screw up a little bit. Like, we're just here to save you. Well, like you're you're just coming here because you don't have anything else. And but given her history, mm-hmm. she kind of was the screw up in the family. You know, she got sent away at 16. And her family life isn't easy either. And I actually felt very sad for her in a similar book that we read, um, a proposal they can't refuse. The family was so harsh and so 
prejudiced against the heroine in those two, these two books that my heart kind of broke for her. Like, you know, Alex, I feel like every time she did something, she was being set up to fail. Like everybody expected her to fail. She was going to screw up. I think that's kind of realistic for like really big families. I don't think they mean it out of anything but love. But I think that like when you have really big, tightly knit families, like nobody's capable of stepping back and just kind of being like, oh, we have a really strong foundation. We've built something that they can, you know, leap forward from and be successful and like be their own person and you know be more of a soft place to land like families are not like that like they everyone has their own idea of how to do things and when you're that I guess when you have that close of a large family the burden of the family's expectations can be very rigid like that yeah and well and also Alex um when we talked about this book previous it was um, I think it's Ophelia said she's very prickly mm-hmm. and she is a very strong, angry woman that is just tipped over into being belligerent. And I think she deliberately is like that and also deliberately kind of cold towards others as her armor. Oh, yeah. She carries a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Um, so not like from her family, but like her whole career, like she has not really had anyone stand up for her. She has had to be her own advocate. She's had to be the person that she relies on at the end of the day. So I think that's a little bit why she has this, like, well, who cares? Like, I'm going to do whatever I want attitude. Yeah. So let's talk about Jeremiah a little bit because he is the sunshine in this book. He, she is prickly. They are complete opposites. I wouldn't say they're grumpy sunshine because I think it's more than just her being grumpy. She is, like you said, carrying a lot of pain. And so she just doesn't see a lot of good in the world. Um, But Jeremiah is pleasantly optimistic and pleasantly hopeful. When really, he doesn't have any reason to be hopeful and optimistic himself. No, he's very sweet. He's so caring. Like, it's really interesting because he's kind of fallen into this family. And like, they, you know, they treat him like he is a member of the family. They just love him. And he's a sweetheart. And he's an academic. I loved his smart little self. It was very cute. And he's got these little ambitions. He's cute. I mean... (laughs) It's kind of cute. Like he wants to preserve the history and culture of the town. And it winds up turning out that like they perceive each other as nemesis, you know, doing something to kind of hold the other back from their ultimate goal. But it turns out that like their end goal is really very much in line. Yeah. And not only that, but like their intentions and the things they care about really help them build that strong foundation for the HEA even with like the tension of them really not getting along yeah well and I will say like Jeremiah might be my most favorite ever in existence cinnamon roll of a hero because he is like doughy squishy in the middle 
like there is something about him that's just kind of magical i could not picture him as like tall and lean i always like that the one thing is like i kept picturing him as like a dad bod type hero because he was just seemed well he's so, got like, really big shoulders and cute and yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i just he he also had an openness about him but not really because he himself has kind of cleaned his slate so to speak from his past he doesn't talk about you know his history and his family um and so but he has this openness with her family that i thought was really great yeah he i will say like one thing about him though is like he did kind of demand a lot from her because of her reputation I felt like he demanded a lot from her without necessarily giving as much of himself um, or his past. Like he just kind of expected Alexandra to, you know, trust him. And then you find out like later on all of the stuff that he's been holding back on. And it's kind of, uh, it, it boils up nicely, I think. And realistically, because he's really like, it's, it, it doesn't seem like he's trying to be nefarious or anything it's kind of seems like he genuinely has put that behind him like he's at peace with his situation whereas like alex is not at all at peace with her situation she is in turmoil and he is kind of just a rock like he knows what he wants he's clear on his priorities and alex is really like struggling <laughs> Yeah. Well, and the fractured, she feels fractured from her family. And I think that those, the fractures within her family kind of play into that for her. Don't you think? Okay. Yeah, very much. Because like, for me, for me, like the way I interpreted her, like she's such a strong human being, like she knows who she is. And that the, like my interpretation of her was the heroine who had been denied the ability to become the person she was meant to be and wanted to be because of her family. Yeah. And that's really hard. So I felt so much for her. I, I really loved her as a heroine. I like, really connected I, to her. And maybe it's because I'm a prickly person myself, but like <laughs> I saw her, like I saw her and I really, I just, I really, I liked her. She is hard to like, but I liked her. She wants to be hard to like, though, because she's holding everyone at arm's length. But she cares so much. Like, as you learn more and more about her and you peel back her la layers, like, she's Lady Shrek. She's got so many layers and a big old heart at the back. <laughs> she's like a part of um, Okay, so one of the main plot points in this story is the town of freedom mm -hmm. and saving this building that Loretta's bar is in. So talk about that, because you have a note here that you found it incredibly interesting. I loved that. So basically, the one of the elements of the story, um, they bring life to the history of small towns, not just in Kansas, but across the country. Like, you know, um, um, our country has a strong history of immigration, and a lot of these small towns were people moving there for job opportunities. And I absolutely love that the story talked about um, her family's history coming to the town of Mexican immigrants. There's a little bit of a uh, 
mystery involved to it and I love it and there's basement bourbon from prohibition I'm going to spoil that because it's you know <laughs> if you want to co-read it with your man or <laughs> anybody in your life that's a fun thing um but anyway it just brings life to something that is like such a rich part of our country's history and I really love that because a lot of people don't know about it and like me personally I have family who came here um you know, over a hundred years ago from Spain and they went to a small town to be coal miners. And like that, that's just, you know, it had it, there's so much rich history here and the way she brought that to life, the way she talked about it, but not only the way she talked about it, but like the way the, the conflict in the story between, um, the person from their past and what, you know, what they're trying to do to take Loretta's, like, that is very much a real thing that can happen. And it, does happen and it's really sad and I just think like the relevance of that in our times now it was just so refreshing to see that in romance because you get that a lot in fiction but sometimes like to have that rich of a story um without it overshadowing the romance as well I agree no I liked I liked that piece (laughs) to it and I hadn't read it before you mentioned it but the author's note about the small towns and built on the back of immigrants. So if you don't do anything else, if you don't do anything else, read um, Angelina's uh, author note in the back of this book, because I read it and I had tears in my eyes. It was so beautiful and so thoughtful. And it makes you realize how important everyone's story is and everyone's history is. And I think that all of that kind of shined through with this romance. Like it just made this a much more powerful HEA and a romance overall. It did. I also love that it was like the fact that they were both committed to preserving that history in different ways. It's just the fact that that was like the driving factor that like really built their foundation. I just loved it. It was so cleverly written. So such a fresh take on a romance. Um, I agree. I agree. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's do our questions because one of the things we have in here can, will, will add to this question. So do you, did you like this book, Lindsay? Yes. It's a great book. It's so well-written. It has such a rich story and it's steamy. So it, it just gave me like all the things that I love in a book. I will say this of all the books we've done a quick shot on, this is in my top two. Um, this is pretty close to a favorite of 2022 for me. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's going to be on my list. It might hit the top of my list. Um, this is a book that will stick with my soul and characters that will stick with my soul because this author did something that I think is hard to do. She made, she took this really prickly female heroine with, and put her up against a man who was squishy, soft, and kind. And neither one bulldozed over the other. Like they stood together and paired perfectly together. And I think that that is a testament to what a talented writer this author is. I agree. Um, Okay, who would typically like the book? Anyone who loves a cinnamon roll hero and a strong heroine. Um, I would say if 
like if you are a person who has issues with the dubious consent, just skip like the first chapter. Yeah, just skip first chapter. I will say this book also is for someone who is looking for a story that balances uh, character heavy stories and plot heavy stories. These are there's such a balance in this book. And for a traditionally published book, it is incredibly spicy. Incredibly spicy. Oh my gosh. I didn't know from how spicy it was. I didn't realize until after I read it that it was traditionally published. Yeah. It's with Karina Press, which is a label within the Harlequin publishing house. So super spicy. Um, Would you recommend this book, Lindsay? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, to everyone. Same. same. I'm going to be yelling about it. I was yelling about it at book club the other night. I will be yelling about it from now until forever. You all must read this book. Um, I mean, I think it's a book that even non-romance lovers would love because of the story. Sure. Yeah. It appeals to so many people. I think, oh, it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> um, for more exclusive content, including short reviews, of if you should read it join us over on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee and do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance thank you it was so fun until next time everyone happy reading find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.